Let's look at Revelation, Revelations chapter 12. Revelations chapter 12, Revelation, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ to the Apostle John, to the churches, and it's to us today because we're part of the church, right? And, and actually, I, I, I want to, we, we've been looking at verse 11, but I, I want to look at from verse 7 to 12. Let's just read these. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil, and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a voice, a loud voice, saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and they overcame him, Satan and the demons, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, or, what, or in other, other words, they overcame because of what Jesus did and because of what they say they believed that Jesus did. You know, we've been reading this verse in this series in 1 John 5. <clears throat> And it says, 1 John 5 and 4, but verse 1 says, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. So everybody who believes that Jesus Christ is who he says he is, he's he's born of him. If you've received him, then he lives in you. And verse 4 says, so whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So, in essence, what Jesus did overcame the devil and the world and the world system. The Bible called him the God of the world from from the time that that Adam sinned in the garden or that, that, that he and Eve gave it in, gave it up and gave up the authority that God had given to mankind. Ever since that happened, okay. Satan had control in the earth because the authority that God gave man, God never took back. And even though man gave it up, God never took that back. And because God never took the authority back, then the authority that man gave Satan, Satan had in the earth. That's why there was everything that there was for that 4,000-year period from the time of of Adam and Eve till the time that Jesus Christ came to the earth, which was about 4,000 years. So, Jesus overcame, but the victory in my life that causes what he did to be working in me is my faith 
and confidence in the fact that he did what he said he did. See, that's the key. And, and really, that has stumped so much of humanity. It's, it's stumped us. It's got us to believing that, you know, in a, and, and I've said this before, and I've had, I've had people, I had a guy one time that was visiting the church, and I said this, so if you're visiting today, and I say this, you know, don't, don't get mad at me. But um, I said this, I made this statement, I'm going to make it again. God is not in control in the earth. I mean, I don't know that I would serve a God that was in control of this mess. See, because in the garden, he gave authority to man, and he never took it back. And the authority now that man has in the earth is through the blood of Jesus Christ. In the month of April, which there's three, there's two Sundays, and then the third Sunday in April, Easter this year is late. And so, going to have three blood Sundays. We're going to talk about the blood. There's power in the blood of Jesus and, and what the blood represents. So we're going to talk about it on, on all three of those Sundays. I don't usually do that, but I am this year because I got something really good. Anyway, <laughs> that was just a plug for my Easter message. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Huh? Yeah, but what was I saying before that? Yes, he's not in control. That's it. God is not in control. And just think about it for a second, okay? When, when you look and if you read the Bible and you, you, you understand the Bible, okay, and everything that is in heaven looks nothing like what goes on in the earth. And mainly the unloveliness of the earth and the unloveliness of people. You don't, you don't see that in heaven. You see heaven in love. And, 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 and Jesus left here, and he left us with, these, with this thought. Everything that the prophets said in the years before, in the 4,000 years previous to his life and ministry, everything that the prophets said hangs on these two thoughts. That you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and that you love your neighbor as you love yourself, and your neighbor is everybody but you. And he said, he said whether, whether, whether this works or not, whether this works or not, hinges on whether we choose to learn to do that. But you're not going to walk in love. You're not going to love God if you don't know that God loves you. God loves me. Say it. God loves me. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've ever done. I don't care what you do today. God loves you. Settled. God loves you. And then, so what he's saying is, because of what Jesus accomplished, it's empowered me to be able to do that. See, love is patient. Love is kind. It's not boastful, it's, doesn't bra- it's not braggadocious, it's, it doesn't take into account a wrong suffered, but we do. 
See? But we do without the love of God. But because of the blood of Jesus, when, when, when an impatient situation is before me, and I don't want to be patient, I can draw from what the blood accomplished and what Jesus Christ established. And we overcome these situations by the blood of the Lamb and then our faith in the fact that He did what He said He did. And see, when my faith is in that, man, I mean, it's a win-win situation. In other words, it's not three strikes and you're out. You get to, you get to bat until you hit it. <laughs> you get to bat until you get it. Right? You and I get to bat and play the game and play ball until we get it. Because of the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness of God in our lives. Man. God's not so concerned, he's not so, what, 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 let me just say it like this. What God's really concerned about is that we don't gain the understanding of how to overcome. And that we just stay talking about it, thinking about it, and hoping it's going to come to pass. Because it won't. We've got to do something with it. Can you say amen? So, um, so look a page to the left if you have a Bible there or look up on the screen uh, the fourth chapter of First John and the fourth verse one thing that we've talked about in, in a couple of these messages is very candidly and to the point we've talked about the devil and demons that they're real they're not just a figment of your imagination, or they're not just, you know, something that is a. In, in Scripture, when the devil's very clear about the devil and demons, it's, you know, they're not just using it as a metaphor, it's, it's reality. You know, it's, it's like, it's like uh, Luke and Darth, you know. There's, there's the bright side and the dark side of everything that goes on. I mean, there's this stuff that's out there, right? And, and yet, and yet, it's not like Star Wars portrayed it. Jesus did what the Word says that He did. And it's not like we're just toe-to-toe with Him and in the end we're going to see who's going to win. No, we've already won if we believe it. You understand? And, and the Scripture is really clear. And, and so it says here, He says, you're of God. I mean, know that you're of God today. I mean, know in here that you're of God. Well, you're of God little children and have overcome them all the anti-anointed spirits because he who is in you is greater than he that's in the world so greater is he in me than the devil and his demons the third of the angels that were kicked out of heaven greater is he in me than 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 all that they try to do to convince me that they're greater because the enemy will work overtime in your head and in your mind trying to convince you that God can't do what God has promised that he can do in his word. And if he convince you of that, then it's, it's a done thing. Because the Bible says, as a man thinks, he's that way. How a man thinks in his own heart, he's that way. You, you, you can tell a guy, you can tell somebody who's been told all their life that they're a loser. All their life they've been told they're a loser. And you can tell that person that they're not a loser, but at the end of the day, if they believe they're a loser, no matter what you tell them, they're still a loser. 
because that's the way they think. And so what the Word does, what, what we believe in and what the Word does is it, is it empowers you to change your thinking so when your thinking is changed, then your nature is changed. And when your nature is changed, then you can be everything that God created you to be. I don't care who you are today. God created you and I to be certain things. God had a plan and a destiny for each of us even before we were even thought about. He had a plan for your life. And we can fulfill those plans when we know what he has actually done and then believe it and walk in it. Greater is he in you if you're born of the Spirit of God today. Greater is he in you than he that's in the world and all the voices in the world and all the ideas and the thoughts in the world. But in this book is the answer to everything. So, just, just another thought, and then, I, then I'm going to get to what my main point is. Just another thought in John 16, the big John, in chapter 16. Jesus told his, his group here, he says, these things, verse 33 of John 16, these things I have spoken to you that in me that you may have peace. In me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Now see, he said this, and then John in 1 John, where we read that in verse 4, Jesus overcame the world, but the victory that overcomes the world in your and my life is my faith in the fact that he overcame. It's not my faith in my faith. Because see, your faith will let you down. Your confidence will let you down somewhere. But when my faith is in the fact that he did it, and even when I miss it or even when I don't follow through in something, he's still faithful and he's, it still works because of what he did. Amen? So important that we understand that. So important that we get that. Because the, this next little piece that I'm going to give you as I round up this message, this next little piece that I'm going to give you, if you don't believe that he overcame, then what I'm going to say now won't make sense because your head can't process it, so you just have to develop it. I mean, I mean, all the years that I've been born again, all the, the 18 years that I lived before I was saved, I knew nothing about God and nothing made sense about God. I'd been in, in church a few times but usually for funerals or weddings or those kind of things. So I, I, did, I had very little concept of God, and I just thought God was mean and ugly, and he was mad at me because I did wrong. That's just, that was my concept of God. And so as time went on and, and, and I, I got born again, I genuinely got born again, I, I received Jesus because I wanted a change in my life. And I genuinely got born again. But along the way, I'd hear people preach things. i go, what the crud? You know, what, 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 what does that mean? And so I would purpose to take notes, and I'd write things down. And then I'd go to the Bible, and I'd check it out for myself. And it still wouldn't make sense. So I'd, I'd get people to help me. And, I'd, I'd let, and that's why we need connection. We need to understand the Word 
We need to understand what God's Word says to us, and, it, and, and the more that we understand it, we help other people to understand it. You understand? <laughs> so we understand to understand to understand. You understand? So, so if you don't understand the first part of what I said, then the second part almost seems foolish of what I'm going to give you here in just a moment. But I want you to look at one more verse before we look at it. 1 John 2, back to the other little John. Man, John's got all our attention today. 1 John 2 and verse uh, 13, I think. 12. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you. For his name's sake, I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you young men because you've overcome the wicked one. I write to you little children because you have known the father. I've written to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. And I've written to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one twice. In that passage, he's talking about overcoming the wicked one, overcoming Satan and his demons. Because see, what Jesus accomplished, and I'll just say this and then I want to get to my point. What Jesus accomplished over 2,000 years ago was a defeat of a so-called God with a bunch of weird ideas. And he contaminated humanity with a bunch of weird ideas. And, and, and they, were, they were contrary to God. And so when Jesus came, he destroyed the devil, and the devil actually and his demons actually have no power. And I, all I'm doing is basing it on what the Word says. I mean, you know, somebody can come to me and say, yeah, but what about this and this and this? All, all I know is what the Word says. Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil and multiple other places. So he came to destroy him, but he's not shut up. So he still has a mouth, and he still has a voice, and he still tries to convince people that God isn't who God says he is. God is who this says he is. That's why I tell you all the time, I may teach you something today, but if you don't go look it up and you just take it, you just take it because I said it, after a while it won't be a part of you. And see, we don't want to do things just because someone else told us to do it. We want to do it because we heard it. Faith comes by hearing, but then true hearing inside comes from the Word becoming revelation to you. And that's what's got to happen with us, you see. And they overcame the wicked one. We want to overcome the thoughts and the ideas of the enemy that are not true to God's Word. So, here just in a nutshell, I mean this is just very simple and to the point. But this is the process whereby we, we accomplish this. And um, here's an interesting verse. Exodus chapter 8 and verse 13. Just the first part of the verse. Exodus 8 and 13. This is right in the middle of Moses bringing, out of obedience to God, bringing the plagues to Egypt. And he says this, it's, it says this in this verse. 
So the Lord did according to the word of Moses. So the Lord did according to the word of Moses. Okay, keep that thought and we're going to look at that verse again. God did according to what Moses said. Now look at Deuteronomy 30. In verse 11, Deuteronomy 30 and verse 11. <clears throat> for this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you. You know, the, the book of Deuteronomy is like, you know, M Moses is a type and shadow of Jesus, the Savior leading the children in bondage out, out of bondage into the promised land. So he's a picture of Jesus leading them out. And, and it says here, he said, This commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, for it is, for it, for is it far off? It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will ascend into the heaven for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it? Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near us, where? In our mouth and in our heart that we may do it. See, I've set before you today life and death, or life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God and to walk in his ways and, and, and do the things that he says. But I want you to focus in this passage, in fact, look at Romans 10. And verse 6 is New Testament that's drawing from this passage in Deuteronomy. Verse 6 says of, De of Romans 10, But the righteousness of faith speaks this way, Do not say in your heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the abyss, that is to bring him up from the dead. But what does it say? It says that the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word is near us in our heart, and the word is near us in our mouth. Now, I want to end this today with these few thoughts along these verses of Scripture that I just read. The Bible said there that God moved And his promises and his word worked based on what Moses said. But here's the thing. Moses got from God what to tell Pharaoh. He said, you need to do this, this, and this, and you need to let God's people go so we can go worship God in the wilderness. And time and time and time and time and time again, Pharaoh said he would, and then he said he wouldn't. And, and the scripture there in Exodus 8, and it says it actually four times in, in, in several chapters, it says that God did what Moses said. But God did what Moses said because Moses did exactly what God said. See, when, when I declare and say what God has instructed me to say, 
then what I'm saying is what he already says is so, so that's what comes to pass. That's what begins to happen. That's what makes changes. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb what Jesus' blood accomplished, but then actually believing it and then what they said. I can do all things through Christ or through the blood of Jesus Christ who strengthens me. If I believe that I can do all things through Christ, and that's so, and he's already said that that's so, then that's what begins to happen in me, you see? I begin to overcome in situations that I would normally in the natural not overcome because I am drawing from what the blood of Jesus accomplished, and I'm saying it, and I'm believing it. Now, I'll just tell you this. What Moses said in Deuteronomy and then what the Apostle Paul said in Romans 10, quoting Moses, is this. Going to heaven and begging God to bring Jesus back down because times are tough doesn't work. Begging God to bring Jesus back up from the dead because I can't get victory in this situation doesn't work. He's already done it all. He's already done everything that he'll ever do for you and I. But what does it say? Actually, that's what the scripture says. What does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. And we use that passage of scripture. A lot of the Christian world calls it the the Romans road. And we use that passage of scripture only to encourage people to get born again for the first time. But the Bible clearly reveals to us that we are in our soul, in our mind, in our thinking, we are being saved every day. And what's being saved is, in in essence, this isn't a popular word, but in essence, this isn't a popular uh, statement, (laughs) but what's happening is your brain is being washed. Wow, Pastor, you mean we're being brainwashed? Yeah. The Bible says that. By the washing of the water of the Word, or the understanding of the Word, or the wisdom that comes from the Word. Okay? The Word, the Word of God, is a standard that we draw from. Okay? After all these years in my life, I've become convinced that the Word of God is the standard I'm going to draw from. But that doesn't mean that because that's the standard that I draw from, if you don't just draw from that standard, I'm not saying that you're wrong. Now hear me when I say this. I'm not saying you're wrong. Because because if Corey believes in something else, and he's sitting here and he's hearing me talk about the Bible and he believes something else, Ain't no way in the world I'm going to convince him that I'm right and he's wrong. We're just beating ourselves, we're beating our heads against the wall trying to think we're going to convince people to change what they think. But what we keep doing because we believe it, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm the under-shepherd here, I'm the pastor in this place, and so I'm going to preach what I believe is the truth, but you still have to seek it out for yourself. But we're not here to change other people, okay? We're here 
to see ourselves changed, and then if what's real in me is real and other people need it, then I'm available. I can't tell you how many times that I've been on an airplane when I'm flying somewhere by myself, and there's somebody sitting next to me, and that, you know, I, I don't know, I mean, I, I'm always just minding my own business, but they always ask me, so, so what do you do? And, uh, and I'm just, and I, you know, I mean, I've talked to God about this. I'm not a liar, but, you know, if you tell people that you're a pastor, man, they get all freaked out and they get all contorted and they start treating you, spit on you or whatever, you know. So I just tell them I'm, I'm in public relations. And that's what I do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in the public and I'm in relationship, <laughs> right? Public relations. Oh, okay. So most of the time, though, conversations will get to God. And they're not by me. I, I don't ever take it. To, I never take a conversation with people to God, ever. Because of the stigma that's attached to God, you, you don't do that. But it always seems like it gets back to God. And what I'm astonished of is how people have no clue. Well, you know, I just don't know. I just don't know about God. And sometimes God will allow me to tell them what I really believe. You know, but it can't be in pride and it can't be like you got it all and you know it all and you're an idiot kind of thing. Because number one, I don't think that. But sometimes you can come off being so belligerent the way I was when I first got saved and I was shoving it down everybody's throat and everybody's running from me, you know, and, and it didn't work. And then, and then I realized one day that God just loves people. We're not here to change people. See, we're here to change ourselves. And then anything that I have from God that will help other people, it'll be as a result of their choice. You see? And that's why, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but airplane conversions aren't real good. It's, it's the people you can be around every day, and they get to know you, and they don't know, they don't know things about you, and they get to know you and just see you're a normal person. And then if you ever do bring up the God thing, they don't get all freaked out about it. See, because, I don't know, there's just this thing that's attached to God. This makes it so difficult to... You know, just be real with people. I mean, God is real. I mean, he's my friend. I mean, he really loves me in spite of myself. I mean, I'm telling you, if I know one thing today that I could just sit up here and weep about is that God loves Burt Wimmerly. Man, I, I'm just telling you, I didn't feel loved in my life. I never, I never felt loved in my life. I didn't even know what it was, but I didn't feel loved. And it took me years after I got born again and I began to study this and, and I felt like, okay, God, God wanted me, okay, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Okay, come on, love him, love him. I didn't even know what love was. How can you love God when you don't even know what love is? See, he, see the Bible says that he first loved me. See, so when I understood and I've begun to understand how he loves me, then I can love him just because he loves me. Not because of what I do for him. And now, see, I can live in this life and I can overcome. See, when some guy pulls out in front of me in traffic, 
See, the old, the old me would just kind of, you know, give him a piece of my finger and those kind of things. You know, who, who do you think you are cutting me off in traffic? Who do you think you are doing things like that to me? You know, and, I, and, and, and just have this attitude towards people. But, but the way we overcome those things is because of what we realize that the blood did. And you know what? I don't have to be upset about that. I can be kind to that person. You know, they cut me off in traffic probably because they're stressed to the max and all kinds of things are going on in their life. And you know what they need? Somebody not to drive up next to them like they want to, you know, take them off the side of the road and, you know, get into a fist fight on the side of the road because they cut them off. But somebody that will just say, you know what, God bless them. Just bless them. I, man, they're having a rough day. They needed the space that I was in, and I'll just give it to them. And you know what? You know what? Honestly, I can do that today. I mean, if I'm on top, you know, and I'm not frustrated in the day and all that kind of stuff. But, I, you know, most of the time I can do that. You know, I, I can do it because I want to do it. I want to be that way. I, I, I want to be kind to people. I don't, I don't want to have an attitude toward people. I don't want people to feel like I'm disapproving of them for any, for any reason. I just want people, I want people to, to know that, that I care because he cares. You understand? And that's how we overcome. And, and when, Mo, when Moses was saying, it's not too difficult. It's not too difficult for you to do. But, but, but it's not far away, and it's not in heaven, and it's not under the earth. It's right here. And when the word becomes real to you, then you can overcome because you realize God so loved you that he gave Jesus, and what Jesus accomplished empowered you to be able to live this life and not be stressed out and not be under the gun and not be under stuff but be on top where he is. See, that's when the world changes, and that's when things begin to be different because the Bible's real clear. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, but he gave authority in the earth to the sons of men. And the reason that things aren't working real well on planet earth today is because men aren't doing what he said. And when we begin to do more of what he said, then things will change. Amen? So, today, go back to Exodus 13, and I'll just end with this verse. Just look at it. and I'll be, I'm, I'm through. Where is it? No. 8.13. That's what it was. 8.13. So the Lord did according to the word of Bert. Yep. So, so, so the Lord did according to my word. When my words are what I got from him and those words that I begin to believe. So now I'm his mouthpiece saying and doing the things that he wants. And what he does is he watches over his word to see his word performed. 
Did you hear what I said? I didn't say, I didn't say that God does whatever I tell him to do. God does what I say that I got from him because I believe what he did and what he accomplished and what he's given to me. And the more I do that, the more I get what he said will happen. And I just tell you right now, I think we're all smart enough in here today to realize whatever it takes to get the results of what God thinks and does, we got to stay with it. Can you say amen? Amen. We got to stay with it and we got to do it and and we got to make sure on a day to day basis that we're learning to develop that understanding and that faith and that confidence of who God is, what He's accomplished, what He's done for me, and me believing it. Amen? So we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and what it accomplished and the words of what we say. Amen? Father, we thank you today for this awesome day. Every day is an awesome day because every day is a day you made. You've already made tomorrow. You've already made the next day and the next day and the next day. They've already been made. And you're already there. (laughs) Man. And our faith and confidence is in what you did for us. You loved us so much that you gave the best of heaven. You gave the best of heaven for us. Today, Lord, we thank you as we embrace and as we receive what you have done for us. We're able to turn it around. And in that revelation of what you've done for us, we're able to do for others and to bless others and to be a blessing. Today, I thank you that your people are overcoming and they're overcoming through the blood and through the power of what they say. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we give you all the praise. And everybody said amen. Amen. And amen.